0: the one, two, three, four group chat radio
1: show they talk about stuff. welcome to group chat only on dash radio on the one two three four world
0: station every wednesday night eight to ten eastern five to seven pacific this is soft glass i'm joan this is jack and this is kev we'll be right back after a quick song
2: break
3: But baby I'm yours and we're back. How was your week, guys?
0: My week was great. It was really good. How about you guys? It was busy, but it was good. I wanna I wanna hear what because you haven't even really told me the full story of your week, so
4: Yeah. Uh, Joan.
0: Yeah, so um
4: so I had a pretty crazy week. Uh third week at the new job, and we had like a team bonding job getaway. It was like a cult. Like a <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see how it could sound like that, but we actually went here. I wrote it down because there are some specifics to the story. So we went to. I don't know if you guys know Daybreakers.
1: No, no, no?
4: clue. Okay. Yes. Okay, Jawai, you know. So, yeah. what, from what's your perspective of Daybreakers? Like, what do you know of
0: that? So what I know of Daybreakers is, it's like at the crack of dawn, people get together and. It's like a party type situation. <laughs> Correct. You know, like, in the, you know, like when the sun comes up and then. It's like 6 a.m. It's like a social thing at yeah. 6 a.m. Yeah. That's uh, all I
4: know. Yeah. And it's a way to kind of revolutionize your morning or like start your day differently, start your day loosely. And it's basically like, put in the simplest terms, a sober dance party at 6 a.m. <laughs> with like hundreds of people. Hundreds? Yeah. Before your day starts. Where, where does this take yeah. place? They're all at secret locations. So you <laughs> buy your ticket and then you the get city? in. Yeah. Uh I guess it depends. I don't know. Um are you allowed to reveal the secret location <laughs> that you went? To? I will vaguely state where I Street? was. Street
1: at least? No.
4: No, because I don't, I don't even know. Oh. We, what, they just what they blindfolded did was like, you. you in a van, and <laughs> so what they did was they're like, "Oh, look out for this guy on this block," and then we would go to that block, and he'd be like, "Okay, go down two blocks and then make a right," and then we found saw like a, a huge line. Um, so oh. I went to Daybreaker's first ever dusk event, which was the same ideology at 6:30 p.m. So it's a way to end your day. Does Makes a little more sense.
3: Quite as epic
4: oh it's it was really crazy um we got there at like seven and then we went inside and it was so many people and we meditated for 20 minutes i'm new to all of this i did not know i thought they were going to start passing out little red pills i had no idea what was gonna happen (laughs) the more you say like, this is a cult thing.
5: Like, the it more sounds it sounds more like a cult thing. Sounds keep like, going, e- keep yeah. going. Well, that's
4: what, that's what I thought. And then we would watch these live performances and then people tell their stories and then people would, like, tell these relaxing, like, you know. It, it would just be a meditation. And then they had this one brass band that would, they started, like, they either were killing it on stage and then they started moving and then everyone started following them down to the basement of this cathedral. Sure. And we went down, like four flights of stairs and we were in this huge room that was where the dancing would take place and then there were like smoothies and everyone was it was this huge it felt like prom because it was 1920s theme and everyone was wearing like top hats
0: and stuff which further you too I I wore a hat you should have seen him leave for work that morning (laughs) (laughs) like he was like alright man I'm going to work I was like wait why are you wearing like a a tie and a hat and a blazer he was like oh yeah it's like a thing don't
4: worry about it I'll tell you later yeah, and and we got there, and I'm not much of a dancer, but I danced for like two and a half, three hours straight, and it was amazing because the difference between this and like going to a club or something. By the way, when we were down there, like the lights were off, they had like balloons, like and there were like DJs, and it was crazy. It was it was actually really. The the event was the tickets were actually really expensive. Um, the the company covered it, but it was very well made, and the people who organized it were like the best people, and I met amazing people. But it was crazy because it was it was like a sober, dancing <laughs> get together where it was just a ton of people, who weren't. It was just a judge-free zone, of people with no ulterior motives that just like wanted to dance the night away.
3: Were they playing like 1920s music?
4: For a little bit, and then you know they got to the. Ns, ns, ns. <laughs> As the night progressed, I think the music, they were just like, just put something on with some bass. And then everyone was just like go into that but it was amazing people had like there were like dance battles in the middle and it was crazy and i thought i would i thought i'd be miserable because i'm not a dancer or anything but it was just the coolest environment and i recommended everyone do it at least once because my stress levels just vaporized
0: and you had done so you did that and you also did a like an improv class
4: yeah so tuesday nights i do improv um I finally—I think this is the second week straight I started doing it, but I've done it a few times now, and it's pretty amazing. A lot of people
0: are starting to show up. Yeah, people finally. Because the first time I remember, you told me it was, it was just like me and you another and kid. One other kid. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we just kept, like, like improv conversations. Like, yeah, and it
4: was hard to keep finding new scenes between hey, two guys. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Um, but that's also—I guess I'm on this quest to like self-express myself. I don't know.
3: Self-express um, myself. Yeah. I think you could do without the myself, like just self, self
4: ex- express myself what? or just express
3: yourself. Yeah, express yourself.
4: Yeah, I went about that term, that like phrase, totally <laughs> wrong. But, we but get it was the We
3: get the point, though.
4: Yeah, no, we nice. We're notoriously known for flubbing up very easy phrases.
1: <laughs> Baton. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Lior. Lior.
1: What
4: was the point of majoring in creative writing for four years? <laughs> if I don't know how to talk. Um, but that was my week. It was crazy. That it was definitely awesome. something out of the ordinary, but I can totally see myself doing it again. Mine was like the opposite
1: of that. <laughs> Let me guess Ken. <laughs> <laughs> you chilled. <laughs> no, I'm like I'm like a gym bro now. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not playing. I've been hitting the gym with like my father probably for like a month now, but this is like the first week where like we didn't miss a day. Oh wow. And I'm, like, sore, like, the whole week. <laughs> yeah. Did he teach you... Are you guys doing, like, a ton of old-school workouts?
4: Or are you doing, what like... What is that? I don't know. You said your father, and I'd imagine, like, he's, he's a my vet father, at this kind
1: of stuff. No. He, oh. like, looks up to me to tell him what to do in the gym, <laughs> oh. which is weird. No, um, no, my father's, like, in shape and stuff for... I mean, he's not that old. He's in his 40s, but... Oh, he's really young. Yeah, he, he's pretty young, but he's never been like a gym rat or anything he's just i don't know it's that age you know yeah (laughs) where it's a perfect time to start yeah exactly so we're just doing it like to stay healthy and whatnot but we've been hitting it pretty hard for like a few days i've been even playing ball with him it's just really funny That's awesome that's awesome there's like an indoor court and stuff yeah you go go to the
4: 24-hour fitness that isn't 24 hours right yeah which is weird
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's supposedly because it's like in this plaza, and they don't allow any store that's within the plaza to stay open past midnight, so...
4: Yeah, Mm. no, that's great. I think we all appreciate you hitting the gym. Um, It really explains why you're not wearing a shirt. Well, <laughs> but we love it, man. Keep it up. We just have to show it.
5: But...
4: <laughs> Cranked up the heat. Kev's just like sweating, listening <laughs> over here. He's doing like crunches while we're doing the yeah. podcast. Uh,
1: yeah. If you hear any grunting, you know, you know what it is. <laughs> what's up
0: with you, Jack? Yeah, Jack. What's up? Yeah, Jack. What's up with you?
3: I don't know if we needed all three of you to say that. but <laughs> It was a uh, we're doing renovations at my apartment and on both the kitchen and the bathroom and cool. this week they took out the shower the sink and the toilet in the bathroom so that's so that smell explains, explains the yeah. smell <laughs> damn no <Nah. laughs> no one's safe today damn, now we Daniel. have we have like access to another apartment like on a oh, floor damn. that we can go to connections and the past couple nights I was staying in Brooklyn at family's house, so figuring out ways around it, but it definitely Good. is adding, you know, other levels to planning the week and all that.
0: Yeah. No, it's a pain in the ass.
1: I sounds mean, like a pain, yeah. yeah.
3: But it's supposed to be done by the end of the month, hopefully, so a couple more weeks. Good. Yeah. And I also saw Hail Caesar this week. Ooh. How's that? the new coen brothers movie it was it was all right it was looks weird it was good but i expected more from the trailer Mm. and from them like the story didn't feel quite complete or as good as it could have been but it was shot pretty well yeah and last night i saw the documentary on roger ebert Mm. life itself and it was interesting it showed a lot that i didn't know about him and everything from when he you know was starting out to toward the end of his life who is he the most famous film critic of all time
1: yeah because i that's where i see him from all the reviews and readings but oh that's cool he's a legend
0: yeah that's dope i gotta watch that just feel like that's everyone's bar you know what i mean like his opinion is everyone's bar. well roger ebert thought this yeah about this movie so this is what it was and there's just no uh room for disagreeing with his opinion at this point (laughs) but um dope i um i mean real quick i just i was working on a bunch of stuff and uh like a bunch of visual project stuff i'm working on scoring a couple. Films mm. and uh working on doing kind of this like 3d Ooh. visual project with some new music so but so this week has been kind of you know like the annoying part the, like planning everything scouting like locations and i love that part yeah <laughs> but it's i just want to do it you know yeah, there's yeah, like a absolutely. lot of logistical things that you have to figure out before you even you know start so that's been it's just been meetings and brainstorming and just like asking people if things are possible or not and then finding out that they're not and then saying (laughs) all right well i still want to do it so let's figure out how to do it but um but yeah that's it just been
3: working cool let's go into a song and we'll be right back
0: group chat About the group chat that was river tibber with no talk so jack let's talk shia
3: yeah i'm really excited he has been doing a string of performance art pieces recently over the past year or two and he did a new one this week but before i get into that i'm gonna kind of give a general history of it you guys and for listeners who don't know it initially started with him wearing this plastic bag brown plastic bag over his head to a movie premiere in February 2014 and it said I am not famous anymore and there were like eyes carved out that was kind of the start of it and that same month he held a gallery an event at a gallery in Los Angeles where he sat at a table with the bag over his head and invited the public to come in and interact with him however they wanted and that was kind of the start of it and it was also a controversial event because he, you know, he's very the whole idea of this is him kind of letting what happens happen and not controlling people's reactions or how they interpret or interact with him and a woman like raped him there and like she pulled down his pants etc etc because he was just sitting in the chair and that was it and that was it kind of made the event like infamous in a way but then he kind of didn't really do big pieces for a while I don't know if it was because of that I don't think so but probably just brainstorming in general then the next big thing was in March of 2015 at South by Southwest he did this thing called follow my heart where he had something attached to like his heartbeat that was streaming to a website and you could kind of follow his heartbeat along the whole South by Southwest period and they did a talk there and stuff it's also it's him and two other people doing all of these. So it's LaBeouf, Bronco, and Turner. The guy, Luke Turner, he met because he had written, Shia had written Luke like a fan mail thing. Basically, he had Luke had written this thing about metamodernism, which I'm not gonna even try to explain, <laughs> but <laughs> it was basically, a fan letter to Luke, and then they became friends, and Luke knew, I'm, I'm going to pronounce your name wrong, but like, Najesta, I may have pronounced that wrong, but anyway, <laughs> so they knew each other from school, from art school, and then they all three started working together. So then, after Follow My Heart... next big one which was really what catapulted it all he did all my movies where in new york actually he rented out this movie theater and watched all of the movies he's been in straight through and it was like 60 hours worth and there was a live stream of a camera on him just watching all of it and people were invited to come and watch with him and It became this whole thing. And then that was probably, you know, that really catapulted it to another place. Mm -hmm. Then the next month in December, he did this event in Liverpool in England called Touch My Soul. And all these projects, like I'm, you're just hearing me say them right now, but they're all always all caps and have like a hashtag in front of it. But it's not like cliche hashtag, it's kind of like playing off that. Anyway, so for the Touch My Soul, him and the other two were all, they were at this like circular desk, all in front of computers, and they were taking like four-way calls in with them and whoever was calling, and basically asking them, can you touch my soul, and seeing what people would respond. And they wrote down very select excerpts into a Google Doc that was live on the site, along with a streaming video of them, and so that was another big one. And now this week, the most recent one, it was called Elevate, and basically Oxford University, which is the oldest Mm English-speaking university in the world, invited them to do a talk, and Shire was kind of like, how do we do this, but make it more, his word was egalitarian, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Anyway, so the idea was that they still agreed to give a talk for a little bit at some point within this period, but they did a 24 hour performance piece where they were in an elevator, all three of them, and people would come in and there was a live stream, but for the most, most of the time, you only saw. The elevator door, you would only see it open once in a while when people would go out or sometimes would just open briefly, but you could hear the audio. So you heard the conversations, but usually you didn't see what was happening.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And the kind of idea was to create this intimate space within the elevator for the, for these people to have the conversations with Shia and kind of breaking breaking it down and then they took a break about 12 hours in or so to go give an actual talk which was basically a continuation and they were just doing that because you know they wanted to be polite to Oxford Mm -hmm. and the elevator was in Oxford it was on the campus and then they went back into the elevator and continued it the rest of the time so they were pretty much talking that whole period with strangers who would come in and out and tons of people like lined up all these events there have been tons of people lining up calling etc that's kind of the rundown of the big ones they've done so far
0: do you think that he's doing these things with a purpose like there is there a purpose for each
3: yeah i mean he's You know, he's been acting since he was young. And he said that he never really felt like he was expressing himself through these movies. Mm -hmm. Like, not to put them down, but, you know, he wasn't able to really come with anything creative. Mm -hmm. And it's also breaking, like, the whole thing of these, to me, is like breaking down the idea of celebrity. And for him, it's been... way for him to connect with people and like talk to them as a real person instead of this object on a screen right and he said after all my movies that he really finally felt like he was actually talking to people and not just being this figure right
0: yeah I mean it's it's so weird because even while I think this is probably the the purest way of being able to connect to people as a celebrity through art like this like if you want to you know this is probably the the closest you can get to that pure you know um interaction but even so every time I think of these uh, of, of Shia's art projects I always think about there's always going to be people trying to exploit the fact that know it is an art like i don't know there's still going to be people with different motives and it's i can't imagine you know how do you decipher between a genuine interaction and then an interaction with people who just want to be part of a celebrity's art project
3: but that's part of the whole idea you know seeing how people react to him seeing what they ask him about or talk to him about
0: right no and i and i and i don't mean to that I don't say that in a negative way. I'm right, saying right. that almost as like an observation. Like that that makes it way more interesting yeah, to no, me. definitely. Because there's still people gonna be, you know, like regardless of what the intent of Shia is, there's still gonna be people waiting in line, you know, Snapchatting themselves and being like, I'm gonna talk mm-hmm. to Shia and yeah. kinda missing the whole point. But maybe <clears throat> that is the whole point. So maybe Shia wants To put all of that under a microscope and they've said
3: there's not a right or wrong way to view it it's all how people interpret it unless
4: you rape them in which case that is a very wrong way to interpret it i mean if that i i guess that goes to like the extreme of people's ulterior motives right yeah and that already happened and nobody really made a big deal about it and he actually talked about it because, like, he was a—he's a man,
0: and he got raped by a woman, and for whatever reason, that's not taken seriously. But that's a whole another—that's a yes. wormhole of different. Well, yeah, this is—I mean, this is what we—we we were talking about this last night. Is a lot of times the point of art, like people were asking, like, why didn't you just do something? Like, why didn't you just—you know—he was so committed to the installation that he let it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of the whole. Through that, through that medium, he at least brought it up in conversation on a, you know, on a large scale where it's like, why isn't this considered? Why is this not rape? Like, why, why is this not being taken seriously? And I think that's kind of the way to, I don't know, I, I guess that's like the, the point of a lot of art is to bring up these questions that maybe
1: yeah and that's what these are to me like they're just they're causing discussion right from one of the few i saw like 10 minutes jack sent me like the link so i could tune in and like watch it and from there was like a little part in the few minutes i watched where a girl asked them like what what do you see this as do you see this as some sort of art project or do you see this more as an experiment or something? And he goes, like, it's more like an experiment. I think <laughs> they also said like a joke. Like, oh, I don't want to call it art because it sounds douchey or whatever. Yeah. But I thought it was an interesting way to put it. Because like you said, um, a lot of what we see is just these interactions and how people view it and see it and how they react. And maybe some just want to be there for the likes on Twitter photo with Shia LaBeouf but he's also getting like real people really interested in what he's doing and who he is and whatnot I think it was interesting yeah it's it's also not really
3: like he's thematically he's at the center of it in a way but it's also he's also just listening to people you know Mm -hmm. people go in there some of them just talk about their problems, you know, all this stuff, and at, for Touch My Soul, there's, like, a recap video online and basically this one guy calls in and he says, how come, you You know, there's so much stuff you could be doing and this was something you had brought up, it's like, why aren't you doing this, like, helping this cause and all that, and Shia said something like, do you think people are lonely and need people to talk to and the guy's like yeah so shy was like so what are we doing right now and that was it
4: yeah i love it i love all these um these performance pieces that he's kind of made a name for himself like post movies and uh and it's crazy the narrative that his celebrity name has taken or like he's just if you ask anyone who grew up watching his movies and stuff, they'll, they'll tell you like in, in the mainstream audience that like, oh, he's crazy, like, yeah, he went crazy, and yeah. he went to jail, you know, I'm sure that had a lot to do with it, he was like, uh, rumored to be an alcoholic,
3: and he's done drinking, he's and he's done
4: drinking, drinking, and I feel like his problems haven't been taken seriously, mm-hmm. like, we, we put him under the label and category of like, child star went loco, and we just leave him in that box. And we don't take it seriously. We don't take it, whatever. Like, oh, he'll probably end up in jail, whatever. But I feel like he's going, like his depression, and of yeah, the loneliness he felt, he feels that he's been very open about. For whatever reason, it hasn't been taken seriously by people. And why is that? That people just categorize people well, as something and like just make sense of it that way, and just kind of leave it in that box.
0: Well, that's the whole. That's the whole point of his art, right? It's it's like we as a society tend to dehumanize celebrities. And Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the whole point of all of these projects is to almost like restore that human connection that Mm -hmm. people have lost with the celebrity. But even
4: then, sorry to interrupt, but even then people are like, oh, Shia's at it again. Like he's doing another crazy... Uh, experiment. Here we go again. Like that's yeah. the narrative of yeah. these things, and, and I see it because is, I see the headlines. Well, and because that's what it, I see.
0: because it's just against because it doesn't fit into the the norm of what people expect out of celebrities, right? And that's and what whatever you don't understand or whatever you feel is you know not congruent to everything else, you immediately label as yeah. weird or crazy or you know any other negative word you can come up with, but you know i don't think he's doing it for those people like there's always going to oh, be those course people not. Yeah. and i think that's there's always going with art if it's extreme enough or provocative enough there's always going to be that reaction yeah always also so I,
3: with you know him being a celebrity it makes you think about all these other people who are celebrities who have these platforms like him and do absolutely nothing with it right and it's like, we
4: we we actually spoke about this. Uh, I think the second week. Like, right. are you responsibility? Respons- is that are you responsible for using your platform as a means to communicate these like huge, great yeah. ideals
0: or important messages or, or whatever? <clears throat> but I think what he's doing is interesting because he's using his platform almost as just a mirror. Like he's just put, holding up a mirror to our generation what a mirror or a microscope and just saying like this is who we are you know this is how we yeah. interact um and i think that's just as interesting and as important as a lot of you know the actions of other celebrities so yeah i think it's cool i think so. it's
4: really cool and creative too like yeah i'm genuinely in, like what's he gonna come up with next like mm. how is he gonna break like the fourth wall
3: and it's quote it's unquote it's crazy because they're all really simple but they're all effective like when you think of cuz he was saying someone was asking him like why an elevator and besides the point i brought up earlier of it being a more intimate space it's also like no one's ever having that type of discourse in an elevator for <laughs> the most small talk happens. well no yeah, but I, the, the whole but we thing. use elevators all the time mm-hmm.
0: and, and the whole Again, it's going against this, uh, th- these like weird social norms. The whole thing about an elevator is, you go into an elevator; it's the most awkward silence. Like people will have a conversation and stop talking yeah. as soon as they're in an elevator. So mm-hmm. it's almost yeah. like you use something that's traditionally somewhere where you don't interact and where you don't, you know, communicate, and you hold an entire art project in there, where the whole yeah. point is to interact.
3: Elevators are
4: so intimate, mm-hmm. by the way. <clears throat> <clears throat> such a good mm. idea. And also,
3: the duration of all these projects. Like, this was 24 hours. Touch My Soul was over a couple of days. All My Movies was like 60 hours straight. The Follow My Heartbeat thing was like six days. So, you know, he's showing you endurance as well.
5: Yeah.
0: And so, a, you get a large sample size, too. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Also, yeah. the fact that he's streaming all these is a big thing, too, I think. Yeah. It's very he knows he's in tune with this generation and he knows he understands the at. internet yeah too. very um, well
0: really well yeah you know who else understands the internet donald glover
5: donald glover does internet. understand the internet yeah
0: <laughs> that's good song break let's go to song break we'll be right back on group chat
2: yeah no no We share. Look what this feeling has done to me. There's something deep in the air. Just holding hands, letting up
6: be. Oh.
2: What I'm saying You won't end up in the
1: Gambino Palisades so movies guys
4: Kev something came out this weekend um, that actually made a huge made all the all the all the big headlines this weekend what what was that movie Deadpool Deadpool what is that it's
1: the
0: greatest movie of all time (laughs) (laughs) apparently cinematic masterpiece
1: not so Deadpool's like the latest Comic book movie that's out right now. Yeah, from uh, 20th
4: Century Fox. Mm-hmm. The folks who bring you all of the X Men movies mm-hmm. and the horrible Fantastic
1: Four movies.
2: <laughs> plug. Really on the plug, really on the plug. <laughs> plug, plug.
1: And right now it's killing, supposedly. Yeah, and it's rated R. But I'm sure we'll get to that in a second. But first off, this pretty interesting thing that I'm hoping really happens there's a petition for Deadpool. As the character you know ryan reynolds plays deadpool but for him to play deadpool and host snl
4: which i think has never been done right yeah that would be
1: amazing that would be incredible that
4: would um, be so good <laughs> before we get to that that would just be the next logical progression for probably one of the best marketing strategies i've seen yeah ever like it's insane the marketing for this film how they got everyone on board best. with it, yeah. and it and it paid off
1: and they were all super funny it went with the really character. clever
4: all very meta and yeah because the character actually breaks the fourth wall that's
1: mm-hmm. his thing in the comics in the but, comics
4: yeah. and in the movie and in all that stuff so they right. really played with um kind mm-hmm. of everyone's perception of this character mm. in the marketing for the movie Yeah, I saw, <laughs> yeah.
5: Like,
0: I saw the promo material it was like uh there were different genres so there was one yeah. where it was it looked like a poster of like a romantic, a romantic comedy because it came yeah. out
4: during uh, valentine's yeah Day like
0: weekend.
1: in a park in a, bench yeah, in with a park in a bed and
0: it was like deadpool back. you know love yeah. no love no <laughs> s- no boundaries or some stupid like yeah. cliche thing like that and then there was another one that was like uh making fun of Step Brothers, like the Step Brothers poster where it's uh you know the Step Brothers poster it's like it's like a portrait yeah. of them like staring into the distance with like mm-hmm. the colored background mm. and it was that it was Deadpool like in a sweater like looking out <laughs> yeah. into the
4: distance yeah no they've they've done an cool. amazing job and I just feel like <clears throat> hosting SNL Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool is just the next logical there's progression there's so much potential in that would definitely give him a bump in the ratings because of how, the, how well the movie's doing and just imagine every skit they have Deadpool <laughs> yeah. is just like in those skits yeah so
0: this is dope for Ryan Reynolds that yeah the movie's seen so much success because he's been trying to get this movie done for like eight or nine years mm-hmm. yep. I heard in an interview and this is something he's been wanting to do like his whole career and uh, you know. To have, he wants to erase the Green Lantern. Yeah, <laughs> and the previous Deadpool that he yeah.
4: portrayed in yeah. uh, X Men Wolverine. X Men. But I, it's, it's
0: just dope. Like, think about like you put in a decade basically of work into making something happen, and then apparently, uh, they gave like as soon as they grin they greenlit it, they, as soon as the studio said okay, yeah, it's greenlit, mm-hmm. they had eleven months yeah to shoot and finish the film wow. uh which is very nothing. cheap
4: film to make by the way it was 50 million which for <laughs> but for a comic book movie for our, yeah a superhero big. film of, of this scale yeah it's and they tripled that in their first week right? yep uh, almost tripled it yeah, yeah in the first weekend in the first weekend yeah that's nuts
1: well yeah just so we could talk about the records they've set and all that but so far the petitions at like 71 almost 72,000 yeah
0: for the SNL for the oh, SNL oh, man. so
1: if you guys really want to see that, get on that.
4: They could do it. SNL's been on a good streak so far. I think the last 3 weeks I've been I've been a fan of all the shows. This would be mm-hmm. amazing. But and I also think it's a good fit for. I want to get your guys' perception on this for Ryan Reynolds, a guy who is very funny and very attractive and hollywood has been like oh make him the uh they, they haven't found like a role for him yet mm-hmm. they try to make him this like a, a leading man in hollywood and so far it hasn't really worked out he doesn't have any franchises under his belt this is like the best this fit ever. Be yeah. yeah and i it's, i'm so happy for him
0: and apparently you could he knows that it's the best fit because this was his idea yeah and this is like he's people are saying the reviews are saying that this is his best performance because you can tell how much fun he's having Mm -hmm. in the role and how much he understands
4: the character yeah
0: um so i'm gonna run through
4: a few records pull the phone out if i grunt or anything at all i during the break i experienced a horrific (laughs) injury guys yeah (laughs) he was dancing to the childish gambino song (laughs) i like pulled a hip or something i don't know um So anyway, this is the biggest R-rated opening weekend with $132.7 over its Friday-to-Sunday frame. Uh, It's the biggest opening weekend for first-time director Tim Miller. Wow. Crazy. And it's the biggest Friday-to-Sunday opening weekend from a long weekend, um, which is kind of like the other record. But it's the biggest 20th Century Fox debut ever. Again, um... It bested the 108 million Friday to Sunday debut of Fox's Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, back in 2007, and Matrix Reloaded. And it's the biggest R rated Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, each respectively. I'm not going to get into that. And the biggest one, it's the biggest R rated Monday with (laughs) 19.5 million. um, That's crazy. R rated superhero film on a Monday to make almost $20 million. Easier. Wow. Uh, But why are we talking about this? We have, our audience doesn't know this yet, but on our panel, we're so happy to have on the group chat panel, one of us is just a comic book superhero movie nerd and he just loves it. He eats his stuff up. Jack, what is your opinion on all of this comic superhero movie news and what do you think this sets for superhero movies going forward?
3: Disregard everything that was just said (laughs) I have no interest in Deadpool. That's it. That's all I'll say But Yeah, fun
4: fun weekend. So Jack doesn't like superhero movies.
3: Um, I don't know where that came from. That's not necessarily true I do like the Dark Knight
0: movies, but the Dark Knight movies are barely superhero movies. Whatever. Yeah,
3: I don't have this big disdain against them. I'm just not into Deadpool
0: well, there you have it, folks, <laughs> from, the, from
4: the horse's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, let's go to a quick song break, and uh, we'll be right back with some more Goop chat.
6: hard not to notice Right here in my town Where the stage of my old life Meets the cast of the noon Tonight's actors mean you Each day is taking us closer While drawing the curtains to close This far or further I need to know Your increasingly long embraces Are they saying sorry or please I don't know what's happening How I remember And on the waiter I find That the movements you're making Are mirrored in mine And your hand is held open Intentionally or just what I want to see Your increasingly long embraces Are they saying sorry or please I don't know what's happening, help me I don't normally beg for assistance I rely on my own eyes to see But right now they make no sense to me Right now you make no sense to me
0: And we're back on group chat. That was Kings of Convenience with Sorry or Please. So, guys, let's uh, let's talk about our
5: book club. Book club. Books.
4: Yeah. yeah. Everything
0: <laughs> Thought so, we'd get so more help there. This, <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, this week's book club was Silver Linings Playbook. Um, just if you don't know. Book Club is a segment we do where we assign a week ahead of time something, whether an album or a movie or just anything, and we all watch it, listen to it, indulge in it. And then on the next episode, we all talk about it and uh, talk about our experience and our thoughts. And we do this so that you can be part of the conversation. So if you guys just want to hit us up on Twitter on and uh, email, email
3: 1234 chat at gmail.com.
0: And if you have any ideas for book club topics, send them over and yeah. So, uh, let's talk about Silver Linings Playbook.
3: You want to give a brief summary for people who don't know?
0: Yes. So Silver Linings Playbook was directed by David O. Russell, who also directed American Hustle and uh, Joy that came out last year, made a lot of our lists and uh, it stars Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence and Robert De Niro and um, it's just it's it's a story about this guy who went through you know some shit with his wife his wife cheated on him and he uh, clearly has some mental issues and it's just him kind of
3: well it starts out with him getting released from a mental hospital
0: right so uh, you find out that he is bipolar and it's just him basically trying to get back with his wife and he's you know working out and just trying to get his life together he's living with his parents, and he reconnects with you know some friends from uh, before he went to the hospital and uh, it's i mean it's kind of just it's a pretty simple story. he meets jennifer lawrence 's character through a mutual friend and she's the sister of the wife of one of his friends, and she just went through some things like she had just lost her husband and mm-hmm you know he's labeled as crazy and she's labeled as crazy and they're kind of just you know she i guess she 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 just uh you know starts to like him and you know it, it's i don't know it's kind of a simple story they just it's kind of a i guess it's kind of like a romance story but it is. yeah but <laughs> the the focal point <laughs> is his It's a romantic comedy. It's yeah. a romantic comedy yeah. but it, it, mm-hmm. the focal point is his kind of journey in his pro- just him getting better mentally or at least learning how to deal with his you know bipolar disorder and ha- how t- how he uh progresses his interactions and relationships with the people in his life yeah so um,
4: you assigned this this movie for all of us and it, because you had seen it before yeah. Uh, Jack, Kevin, I have not seen this movie before. Yeah. You had, liked it.
0: I had seen it, yeah, I saw it very recently. I saw it maybe like a, a few weeks like maybe a month ago or yeah. three weeks ago. Uh, just because I watched I watched Joy uh, with my girlfriend, and she was like, Oh, this is the same guy who did Silver Linings playbook. And I was like, Oh, totally. And she was like, Wait, you've seen it, right? And I was like, No. And she's like, Wait, well, you haven't seen Silver Linings oh. And so she uh I tried to like I tried to lie and I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I've seen it." And she's like, "Oh yeah, what's it about?" And I was like, oh, "It's like the it's like a football movie, right?" <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: I was like, side. "Yeah, Bradley Cooper's like a football coach or something. Like I just <laughs> I had seen like the the poster for it and I just figured it was a sports movie. Um, but but I watched it and I actually liked it a lot. I I liked it be- because I just love how David or Russell shoots things first I love how I love his cinematography and also I love how he shoots conversations and how he writes conversations and how he writes uh, situations where people have you know what you think is gonna be uh, a trope or like a you know a cliched conversation and then it just goes in a totally different direction yeah. and it's really charming and it's like it's really quirky and I just I don't know I always find myself having a lot of fun watching his movies and i think this was just the latest one i saw so that's why I, I enjoyed it a lot you know yeah now i have my i have my issues with it like you know the ending but i have a few but yeah what did you got yeah what did, and i actually uh, <laughs> so kevin came over a few days ago and he had just seen the movie i guess the, the day before yeah and I asked him, and he was like, hmm, "I'm gonna save it for the show." <laughs> so, yeah. As we we all do, yeah. We try to be good about that.
1: Yeah. So, Kev, what did you think of the movie? Okay, the, the movie wasn't bad. Okay? okay. Don't don't get me wrong. Good start good start. But um, it was it was sort of annoying to me. Um, <laughs> 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 no, like all right, I'll, I'll start with the good, I guess. Um, I like the cinematography, you know, David O. So, I, I think I saw a lot of, like, I'll call it imper- imperfect shooting. I don't, I don't think that's the right way to put it. But, like, towards the beginning, there was, like, shots weren't leveled. And there was, yeah. like, some sort of camera shake. And, but I was completely fine with that. I really liked okay. it. It's because
0: it, his character wasn't leveled. In the yeah beginning.
1: <laughs> no because he had
0: like mental imbalance and you could see there was a bunch of that imagery throughout mm-hmm. the whole beginning where his like his portrait was like off the wall and mm-hmm. they were yeah. just like so that's what i got from it yeah
1: because later on it smoothens uh, sm- yeah Level-wise. it levels out smooth um, yeah. smoothens out that was great always he gets like these perfect warm tones and like great colors yeah from the start um <clears throat> Okay, I, I think that was... <laughs> that's all you liked? <laughs> 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 Alright, that's that was, enough Downhill that from here, that folks. Was, yeah, okay. Oh, no, I also really like Robert De Niro's character. Oh, so good. That performance is great. The only character I liked. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... So should we guys, like... Should you guys say the good you liked about it? Because I don't, I don't want to go too bad. And then guys, but yeah, all right. I didn't like Jennifer Lawrence much... Bradley Cooper was okay. But I didn't like she she was annoying, but that's not what really annoyed me. Just for me, I'm like a non-confrontational person. And the whole movie was like arguing and I don't like this and don't do that, because you know he has like mental problems mm-hmm. and Yeah. There's like this friction between his parents and the main character, which is Bradley Cooper and Then comes Jennifer Lawrence, and she's labeled as crazy, and Bradley... What's his character's name? I don't even remember. But Bradley Cooper's character is also like that, and then they have this friction, and they kind of, like, try to top each other's craziness at a point. Yeah. And to me, it was almost like stressing me out. Like, oh, my God, another argument. Why are they screaming? Yeah. Why don't they listen to him? They should know he has a problem, and they should Like, in that way, but I know that's, like, part of the story, but... Couldn't help, like, yeah, feeling the way I felt, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> um, that's one thing. I really, however, I do like some of like the like passive aggressive, smart ass interactions between Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. Like I think I mentioned earlier that one of my favorite parts they were like going on their first date. Mm -hmm. it was like at a diner and bradley cooper orders raisin (laughs) bread, and she orders a tea and they go like why do you order that and he's like well i just didn't want to make this a date and she's like it's still a date you know they have a whole conversation about what they just ordered and i just thought it was great um see i went back to good right yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's gonna
0: be like juan's star wars situation (laughs) where slowly he starts liking it more and more by the end of the review he's just gonna be like best movie of the year yeah
1: (laughs) but yeah to me i'll I'll put this on you soft glass he mentioned it wasn't like a chick flick or anything but to me it kind of was but it's I like to say it was like a watchable chick flick, like a dude watchable word, chick flick, word. where there's like a lot of psychology and all this like argument and stuff that it's not really like lovey-lovey or... So well, there was some depth to it. Yeah. Um, I didn't like... Uh, sort of a spoiler, but I don't like how quick Bradley Cooper's character changes his mental state like at the end. Yeah. So sudden That I don't think It was right from, It wasn't believable For you Yeah like It wasn't Well they I mean the, the
0: the time Passage in the movie Is like I felt like It was like months No Am I wrong Yeah it was Didn't, Christmas When uh, Yeah It was like mm-hmm. December Yeah I felt like The The uh The time frame Of the movie Was
1: It was a pretty long time No it was a, a long time But and... What I mean by it Is that like for example, a shot or a scene before, mm,
5: mm-hmm.
1: he was the character he's playing the entire first half of the movie, or yeah. maybe even more than half. I saw, and it. the next scene, okay. yeah, he like has it all figured out, or okay. is somewhat okay. of a different person. But I do agree that time does pass throughout the film. Yeah. yeah,
4: well, to that to that point, do you think they did a good job of because he's notably. He's obviously attracted to her initially, because remember he was like rolling around mm-hmm. in bed and he was just like confused of how he felt. So mm-hmm. I have no doubt that he's he was always into her. Mm-hmm. It was maybe that switch was just way too sudden at the end that it was just like black and white. It was it all happened. He like just came to the realization in of that under one minute. Yeah, cuts. Yeah,
1: and that was a little problem I had with it. But yeah, okay. I, I want to hear what you guys thought about. Jack, do you want to go? Because I'm gonna sure. go on a rant.
3: Okay. (laughs) I mean, for me, I'd seen American Hustle a few years ago, and I didn't, like, I just, at the time, I just knew it as, like, a movie Mm -hmm. on its own. I didn't even know who David O'Russo was Mm -hmm. when it came out, or even after. Like, it wasn't, like, oh, nice job, David O'Russo. Right. (laughs) It was just, like, the movie itself. But then when I saw Joy in December, then I started watching a bunch of interviews after with him because I really liked the movie. It was my number one for last year. And I I didn't watch this right away. And I don't know how long it would have took if we hadn't assigned this. But it felt to me like pre-joy in a way. Mm -hmm. You know, it felt very, I don't want to call it like a draft, but... It felt like something he made that was not in preparation for Joy because it's not the same story Mm. but it felt like the kind of warm up I guess that's a better term it didn't feel as mature or polished or anything as good as Joy but I could see a lot of things where you could tell where he was going thematically cinematography wise all that and I appreciate that and it was interesting to see that kind of before and after, yeah. because American Hustle is in between and Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper, Robert De Niro are all in it, but it's a little different than Mm -hmm. Joy in this because with Silver Linings Playbook, just like Joy, it's it's a very big family story. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting to see that I was, I didn't mind the movie. It wasn't mind blowing. Like I know at the time it got a ton of hype and even like your girlfriend's reaction that you hadn't seen it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it's worthy of that. But it was interesting to watch for the purpose of seeing kind of the lead up to joy for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I remember when it came out, it it did get a lot of hype and it did get a lot of attention. And I think was that was that Bradley Cooper's like first major breakthrough where people looked at him as an actor I don't think so because I think but I looked it up I think I looked up his filmography and it was before that I, I, he hadn't done any anything serious like where we think of him now as like a serious actor I mean we got to remember this was when did this movie come out
1: uh, Silver Lining yeah uh, 2012
0: 2012 okay yeah. so he had done like the Hangover movies before this right you know? um Oh, he had that Limitless movie I don't know if you guys liked it Yeah, not. but even so It wasn't like he wasn't Like this was a movie Critically acclaimed, Right, mm. right um, So I think that was kind of a, a big part And this was also David O. Russell's first movie In this series of like this new era Right Like you were talking about Where American Hustle, I think uh, Obviously Joy Yeah, this,
3: is, this has been a big turn for him
0: Yeah um, and I think this is where he established this new style Yeah, where, for sure Where he has, I think, mastered by the time Joy came out So I do agree with you on that I I don't think that it was an insanely extraordinary movie But I, I remember watching it and halfway through the movie being like Wow, I, I don't know why I waited so long to watch this I'm actually really glad I'm watching this now Because I enjoyed it um, And to Kev's point I think you're right in the in the uh romantic comedy it was it is a romantic comedy it's but slash drama slash drama
3: it's because it is serious yeah it, it's it has i would say it's more of a drama drama
0: to me yeah
3: like it has jokes and comedic yeah, elements but it's yeah. m- much more of a drama for dramedy.
0: Me. a dramedy <laughs> <laughs> but i don't i don't know i something about david or russell i think American Hustle maybe was the one that was that felt like had the most weight but something about the way he shoots his movies because they feel so kind of surreal and because his dialogue and his scripts are kind of so quirky like it's just something very strange about the way characters talk to each other yeah I never really feel a lot of weight where I know the situation might be serious, but even the dialogue, they don't kind of, they don't weigh it down where you're just like emotionally invested in
3: a good or bad way
0: for you. In a good way. I, I always feel like his movies are really enjoyable yeah. no matter what the, the, you know, the topic is. Um, and the last thing I'll say is my big I think the movie would have been amazing or way better if they just would have ended it differently.
1: I agree. I think if I didn't re- like the ending.
0: Yeah, I think if it would have I think if a spo- I mean, I guess it's kind of a spoiler. I'm not going to give details, but I think if he wouldn't have like chosen if you guys know what I'm saying, like if he wouldn't have made a choice, that
3: certain choice at the end.
0: Right. And if he would have just made a choice like for himself almost like for him to just right, not need you know anyone and just kind of get better on his own right i think that would have been way more powerful where because if you think like the whole movie bradley cooper's character all of his actions are um they're they're all due to making or they're everything he does is for somebody else you know Mm -hmm. he's either trying to you know win over a girl or, or, his dad. You know, or his dad it's always for other people and i feel like the ending if it would have been just like for him that would have kind of tied it up a little better than that would have yeah. been less cliche and made it maybe less of a mm-hmm. you know romantic
1: i'm ready for comment. a rant though uh, huh? <laughs> i'm ready for a rant yeah, yeah I, I actually i
4: agree with almost everything you guys said but before watching this movie um I don't know about you guys, but I'm up to here with Jennifer
0: Lawrence. You can't really see my hand, but I'm holding (laughs) it
4: just above my head. No, I mean
0: Kev said it too, like, and I kind of agree. I'm kind of, I don't know. It's insane because
4: I like her. I'd have to be mental if, like, the argument I'm going to make right now is that she's not like one of the best actresses in the world. She is. She's incredible, and she's one of the best, if not like, she's up there with I think last year her uh, Brie Larson. They're just taking over the world, and she has for a while, but her and Bradley Cooper are just like in everything. And the only reason that Bradley Cooper isn't on that level for me is because Jennifer Lawrence just dominates three different genres at the same time. Mm -hmm. And every year, she's in an Oscar-nominated movie. Credit to her, which is fine. Every year she's in... She was in, for the last five years, in a teen movie, which is the Hunger Games series, where she essentially played like a very stoic character that wasn't written well. (laughs) And if you're trying to get away from those two categories, let's jump into the superhero genre. She's in there, too. Mm -hmm. She's in the X-Men movies, and she's been in there for three years now, and she's going to... Four years now, and she's going to be in the new Apocalypse movie coming out. So there's just no escaping her. And it's not like she... I covered every ground here this isn't like a sexist thing because the only reason i'm not like this with let's say like jared leto or or something like that is because she's not a chameleon her acting style is very and she's very good at it but it's very stoic she's got three faces right crying Mm -hmm. stoic Mm -hmm. or uh like that laughing face that she does yeah Yeah. and it's just (laughs) it's just those three things that she's mastered and she's one of the best actors in the world But for the last like half a decade, she's just in everything I see and she never really goes out of her box and surprises me in that sense. So when I watched this movie, I saw more of Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Some stoic, she was a little, she did a lot more of like the crying, angry face. And (laughs) she was just, she was really good in it, but she was just Jennifer Lawrence in it. I think my favorite performance for her, and this might be a close second actually because this was a little reminiscent of what I saw in American Hustle. She truly transformed in American Hustle. I thought that was her best performance I've ever seen her in. I haven't seen Joy.
7: But Winter's I'm assuming
4: Bond. I've seen the trailers and she looks very stoic in it. You the movie's <laughs> going to have to convince me otherwise. <laughs> but she she kind of harkened into she she had a little bit of a an accent sort of in this film and it was right she was kind of like a she mm-hmm. was like addicted to sex for a while. Um other than that, yeah, the movie was fine. That was, that was the one thing I had, and it was the way things lined up, where as of recently, I've been catching up on a lot of great movies, and she happens to be in them, because she's a great actress. And Joao signed this movie, and I was like, oh, jeez. Another Jennifer Lawrence movie, <laughs> with, hold on, Bradley Cooper, playing opposite of her. Great. We're gonna get some new stuff here, right? Because they've never, they're all in the same films, always. Um,
3: but that's mostly in David O. Russell's. Yeah, not-
4: and Again, they're all great movies. They're all good. This movie is, at the very least, a good film. I had a lot of fun watching it, and I thought the tone was very light in it. But it also tackled uh, OCD, right? The father, mm-hmm.
1: OCD? Yep. Yeah, OCD? Yeah, OCD, superstition. OCD, bipolar. Destiny.
4: Yeah, it tackled <laughs> a lot of really important <laughs> subjects in a light tone. But, man, I can't be the only one, right? That's just like, oh, here we go. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence. I'm on that.
3: For me, I haven't seen her in... I didn't watch the Hunger Games or yeah, any of that. And I haven't I'm not I haven't watched the X-Men movies with her either. Lucky, yeah. <laughs> but to me, she fits in David o. Russell's world perfectly. Like, Absolutely. that's what she's best at for me. So, I'm I'm not tired of her.
4: And I was worried about bringing this up because I like to watch a lot of different movies. But anyone could just be like, well, Juwan... Leonardo DiCaprio's in a movie every two years, every year, and it's an Oscar movie or whatever. And that's fine. And if Jennifer Lawrence is too, they're both great actors, but she's also in it's that she's a she was at a point for three straight years in three different genres at a time that all came out in the same year. Superhero, um, what's the, yeah. the teen teen genre and then Oscar season. And for me, there wasn't enough diversity to like divvy that up. And I'm I'm a fan of comic book movies. I watched the first two Hunger Games movies, um, and I love wa- catching up on Oscar movies. And there, it was just like back to back to back. Oh Game yeah, so
1: like 2012, she had the Hunger Games. Yeah. Silver Linings Playbook. Then in 2013, she had American Hustle and yeah. the Hunger Games.
4: And uh, X Men: First Class. X Men, yeah, and and days of future past 2013 she also 2013
1: had, 2015 she has the mockingjay which is another hungry part uh, two
4: part one was 2014
1: 2014 and then joy yeah 2015 yeah. um
4: but i mean i don't this isn't i know this is strictly personal because man she's killing it she's getting all these roles take them all and yeah. just be the best at them and she's doing it but it was when you assigned this my gut reaction was like oh, how can I get out of this like maybe you can give me a quick synopsis and I can phone this in but I just couldn't like I couldn't watch another J-Law movie because I and in a way
0: I was disappointed because I got exactly what I thought I'd get out of J-Law like yeah dude it's, I think it's a little more simple for me where I don't. I don't mind that she's in a lot of stuff like if if I enjoyed her acting I wouldn't mind it I think for me yeah. it's just I don't it's like I understand that she's very good at what she does but, very good but one it's of the best like, but it's like anything I mean it's like I know that certain music is really good but I just don't enjoy listening to it yeah with Jennifer Lawrence like I just something about her acting I don't really gravitate towards the mm-hmm. same way I feel about like I don't know like a Toby Maguire like for whatever reason he you know people like his stuff sometimes and I just don't think that he's a good actor but yeah, <clears throat> it's just a very subjective and it's a very opinion, but, but specific
4: kind of acting, I guess. Like You could yeah. say, like, Adam Driver, is uh, mm. he's got a very specific way about him. <laughs> and he acts a very specific way in all <laughs> his films, and you
0: either like it or you don't. What films have you, has he been in?
4: Let's see. Uh, season 5 of Girls is going to start today. Mm. We're recording on Sunday, oh, okay. so nice. I'm very excited for that. I'll, I'll give else? you guys a quick recap next week on what the pilot, right. uh, first episode of Season 5 was. He was also... It was also in Star
0: Wars, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, Star, Star Wars. Wars there it is. <laughs> um, no, man, but I, 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 I do feel... I think... I I didn't mind her in this movie, though. No, she was fine in it. She, I think she played her role well. I think David O. Russell brings out the best in her. I think American Hustle yeah. is my favorite she's role she's ever done. Yeah, um, Jack, I know you had some trivia for us about Silver Linings Playbook. Ooh.
3: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this
0: in general bits so I'll make this pretty
3: quick but basically some stuff I grabbed off IMDB that were the most interesting it took five years and 25 rewrites before David O. Russell could direct it himself because the guy who was gonna do it originally told him it was tricky to have emotional troubling funny and romantic mm. content mixed together makes sense gotta know a lot about film And it was shot in 33 days. Wow. So pretty quick. That's tight. And David O. Russell was drawn to the story because in his own family, his son is bipolar and has OCD. Wow. Awesome. And it got eight Academy Award nominations, and it became the first film to earn nods in all four acting categories since Reds in nineteen eighty one wow. and the first big five which means best picture, best actor, best actress, best director, and best writing nominee since Million Dollar Baby in two thousand four. Wow. And and then David O'Russo repeated the same thing with American Russell. Wow, <laughs> Wow. Wow. And also with the dancing stuff, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence spent weeks like practicing it and he was actually more of a natural than her Uh, like he took to it pretty quick and she really had to train for that aspect of it and
1: then she didn't look very comfortable dancing (laughs) it I love how
4: they didn't really land the big move
5: I love how they didn't stick the landing that was a great touch
1: and the last
3: thing is that the title was kind of confusing in non English countries so it got changed a lot, so I'll just read some of the other ones. <laughs> oh god. The Bright Side of Things, The Bright Side of Life or Games of Destiny in Spain and Latin America, Optimistic Guide in Greece, Happiness Therapy in France, hmm. Positive Thinking in Italy, Guide for Ultimate Happiness in Portugal, My Light of Hope in Turkey, and Sunny Side in Hungary.
0: Huh. So- That's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. I have one more bit of trivia, actually. So the scene where uh, De Niro like wakes up Bradley Cooper. Oh the, yeah. the movie. I read this. Yeah. yeah so De Niro is Bradley Cooper's dad in the movie. Uh, he has a moment where he like starts crying, and that was actually De Niro crying. Like he actually started crying while shooting because apparently he has, he's had trouble like with his son and they were kind of estranged, I guess. But, um, so that was cool. And they just kept that take. They kept yeah. the take where he cried.
4: It's great was uh jack with the trivia guys clap it up yeah. thank you jack yeah. trivia. new
5: segment <laughs> <laughs> All
4: right, that's it for uh this week's
0: book club book club stick around for the end of the show and you'll get next week's assignment but uh we'll be right back with a quick song break on group chat
3: Drowned me out so the grammys happened yep. we're a little late mm-hmm. since it didn't mesh with our recording schedule that well but what do you guys think or did you even watch much of it
4: yeah so happy for my girl t swift taking home the <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Right, like wait, I didn't even know this, but did she really win with like the same album or something as last year? Like Taylor Swift's album was from 2014, yeah, it was like 19, 19- yeah, it's an yeah. old
4: album. Oh, it, was, it just didn't, it, it just made the cut for whenever it gets nominated. I I'm think sure. that
3: no, but my girl, it's like me. from October to whatever part okay, of the next sense. year,
4: so that makes sense. Um, yeah, that sucked that Kendrick didn't win album of the year, but he did almost sweep in every category that he
0: was in he got five i
3: think yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was nominated for a lot of 11 yeah
0: five of 11. so i mean he got best rap album mm-hmm. which was cool was he didn't get it last year because of the whole macklemore thing yeah uh but this album just felt bigger than just best yeah. rap album you know and then i think he he proved his point by his by performing and yeah i mean his performance it.
4: was best one of the night
3: Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much the only one I watched. I watched the Bieber one because Kev was mentioning it to me, but (laughs) Kendrick otherwise was like the only one I saw.
5: Yeah.
4: I saw Mm -hmm. Adele's also because of the. um... I
0: just heard it tanked. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, it was rough. And apparently they they were having like technical difficulties and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but still, it was. She tried to like power through it and. It just backfired because she was just she was just flat the whole time and and then oh there was like a <clears throat> there's a there's a click track that she's hearing in her ear and the I guess the pianist <clears throat> is hearing in his ear yeah but they like the the national feed like they played the, yeah the they played the click also. track so you could hear it it was rough it was just bad all around but
1: her voice wasn't there either like the that's song, what I'm saying yeah. yeah
0: she was like she was flat. The
1: mm-hmm. whole time. You
4: don't think that's a that was also a result of like the scenario that like she was just out of it because she's publicly stated that she gets anxiety performing. Yeah. Yeah. you don't think the second she heard that she's like oh no here we go. I like, guess this is gonna happen. And then she
0: dude everybody naturally you can't be.
3: I think it was there. just a combination of everything. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody has bad nights. I mean, the best singers will tell you they'll have they'll have their yeah. off nights. It just so happened that her off night was on stage at the Grammys, which sucks, <laughs> but. Whatever <laughs> people are gonna, you know, I mean, like she's she's still killing. Like she, people are still yeah. gonna. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna doubt that she can sing because of that. Oh, one of course, performance. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Kendrick took. Oh, shout out Anna Wise, who yes. got her Grammy. She got the best uh, collaboration for "These Walls," which is awesome to see her there and killing it. Um, uh, Alabama Shakes.
4: Oh, that was one. One of my which favorite. Is awesome. One of my favorite parts of the night. Yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, let's see. Uh, D'Angelo's album got Best R&B Song. Like, they got Really Love won Best R&B Song. Yep. And All Right won Best Rap Song, which was... I mean, everybody knew that yep. it was going to happen. And, yeah, but... I'm so happy that
4: Kendrick won all of these awards. I wish that one of Not the songs of from the album... That wasn't all right. Would have gotten nominated for best rap song because I feel like that's the go-to track that everyone. Yeah, but uh, that that song sounds the most like a rap song. Let's go with all right. But
0: it is. That was the most. Yeah. R- I mean, that was like. It had the, the biggest m- impact. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was the most wide-reaching song on the album because the yeah. album is it's the most, the, most accessible song. People were
3: performing song. it at protests. Yeah. Like, you can't. There's no other track that has had the same impact. Beyond, Maybe on you personally, but not on everyone overall.
0: And beyond that, if you just go back to—I mean, I'm sure you could find like Twitter analytics of when the album first came out. What was the song that people, you know, stuck to on first listen? It was like, oh, "All Right" is crazy. Yeah, and that's it's because the it's most—it's it's the one with the most bass, and it's the most
4: hip hop sounding song.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's it's the most that's, mainstream sounding song on the album.
4: Yeah, yeah. but that's the. That well, that, was that, the, that's what I'm getting to, is that I wish that, like, that wasn't the case. Because there are so many other great songs in the album, and I feel like that's...
3: <laughs> I don't think that's really the problem here, you know? Like, I'm I'm just glad he won in that in general.
0: It was a given that Alright was going to be the song off the album. Yeah. because And it makes sense. I don't have a problem with that. It's still a great song. I just... I think that, you know, him not winning Album of the Year... The more I think about it, the more I like we all should have seen it coming because really when had... I mean, I didn't not expect it. It was just... I didn't expect it. Really? I, I didn't expect him to win. Was, that, of the was year. that
4: the only nomination that Taylor Swift was nominated
0: for?
5: No. She lost a couple... So.
4: Okay, so when I saw that Taylor Swift hadn't really won anything up until I think we all kind of saw that coming. That like,
3: I mean, I oh, wasn't following change. it in real time. Oh,
0: I was following like the Twitter feed. Oh. She won Best Music Video for Bad Blood Which Kendrick was also a part of mm-hmm. Yeah um, And I don't I mean But The important one is The Best Album And I don't That's the thing I don't Think I'm, I wasn't surprised I was upset You know Because I wanted Kendrick to win But I wasn't When it happened I was just like Oh okay Yeah I knew that was gonna happen Because When have they ever When have the Grammys ever proven otherwise Yeah Yeah you know the fact that kendrick got nominated for best album i thought was a win i thought that was amazing just him being nominated and, and kendrick being the main storyline if you would have went to the grammy website uh, before the grammy started it has like the headlines like kind of like the main stories and kendrick was number one 11 nominations you know album of the year nominee if you went to like usa today Kendrick Lamar was number one on their thing. Yeah. What to watch for for the Grammys. I went and but it was I, like, but Kendrick Lamar just, is nominated
4: for 11 Grammys. All that just further upset me because when I saw that the narrative was going to be, oh, Taylor Swift is going to win album of the year, everything else just felt like makeup calls. Like in sports, a makeup call is when somebody gets fouled or something and then to make up for that call, they'll just call a bogus call on the other team or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like evil, the, even the playing field. He was never going to win album of the year. She was going to win, but the Grammys, like, strategically were like, well, let's have him win these categories so that it seems like he killed the night, but the, uh, the one that matters that we all just talked about, and that I'm very passionately, like, attached to this idea of, like, him winning album of the year, obviously, like, he was never going to win that, so now every other category, like, oh, he's killing it tonight, like, every time the narrative was like, oh, the next one, he just won another Grammy, another Grammy, inevitably, like he wasn't going to win these these all in retrospect look like makeup calls. Mm. That's how I feel. Like not taking anything away from the album. I think it was the best album of the night. I think he killed it that night. But because he didn't win the big one, like those are more it it just feels a little more like those feats are a little more like, oh okay, I see what you did there. Like you but so they can always kind of fall back on that. Well, he won every other category, but they still don't have like the balls to give it to. Uh, I don't I, know man. Yeah, I don't I think know so.
0: about that. I don't think so because he I don't know. It never it never felt like to me I've been we we've, we've been watching the Grammys for a while and I kind of have gotten to a point where I I understand how that works, you know, how yeah. the Grammy nomination and then winner process process works. So for example, uh, the board, the na- uh, the Grammy committee is made up of a bunch of previous Grammy winners, and they all have a ballot. Okay. And there's a lot of almost like campaigning amongst artists when it comes to the Grammys. Where, and I know this because uh, our dad got nominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was nominated. Our dad got nominated for a Grammy this year, and he he didn't win it. But leading up, I have to. I'm kind of in charge of my dad's like office, and I have to reply to all the emails and whatnot. In the last few months, all, a bunch of emails have been other nominees campaigning to like fellow nominees and being like, hey, vote for me and I'll vote for you, type of shit. You know what I mean? And you, if you think about it, if you really think about it, think about Taylor Swift's network. Think about all of the producers that she that she worked with on this album, all of the companies that worked on this album. These are conglomerate, like major, major players in the industry. It was I mean, if you just think about that and you think about how that whole voting process works, it's not like there was a panel and they. it's like it's not like the Oscars. You know, it's a lot more interpersonal, like people in the industry, okay, type yeah. of situation. So, I don't, I don't think that thousands of people got together and were like, "Let's make up, let's do a makeup call for Kendrick." You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was as organized as all of those people being like, "All right, th- this is going to be a makeup call. We're going to give this one to Kendrick, then well, we're going to give this one the, to Taylor." So I think it was just literally the nature of the Grammys and who is involved and who has the power. Like, let's yeah, be real. Which, who is still, has, it was,
4: which is still bogus. I stand by, like, that's sure, still bogus that she won album of the year.
7: For sure. Cause and and by the way, I'm
4: not, like, just, like, I've listened to the album. I'm not, like, I've done my research. I've somehow gotten through that album last year. Um, because I just like to listen to it as much as I can. I I think that that should be important though. That like, regardless of however the voting structure is,
0: it still hurt that he didn't win album of the for year. For sure, because and- it's bullshit, and because Taylor Swift's album has zero cultural impact. I mean, yeah, t- f- five years from now, nothing about that album will be of importance. Um, and Kendrick arguably made a legendary album, and, and for that reason, I feel like. Yeah, we but have, but again, won. this it's just a it's just a fucking Grammys, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just <laughs> like Absolutely. like the the impact and the the uh, the accolades will keep coming yeah. for Kendrick. And it just it happens so, every
4: year. They nominate someone. We're like, oh my god, they might finally like they get it, you know?
0: And they just let us down. So I'm just they, they did a pretty good job this year with the nominations. I'm not compared to other years. Yeah, this one of the better years. What do you think, Jack? You were gonna say something?
3: No, I think we've talked about this enough <laughs> but speaking of kendrick he got and his accolades he got another one recently that you were going to talk about joan
4: yeah so both kendrick and drake won their respective keys to the city uh this was last week
3: i don't know if they won it i don't know if that's the best. they were term, given yeah. yeah they,
4: they were received. given they received uh <laughs> kendrick for compton drake for they Toronto. Won, they won the raffle <laughs> 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 who we'll gets the keys this week so yeah the clap it up for them and their respective cities and the culture impact that they each have mm-hmm. for their cities which is pretty crazy i mean drake literally put toronto on the map and kendrick has just <laughs>
3: we've talked about it like yeah, this is we all we've talked about for six it. episodes
4: six weeks yeah.
3: <laughs> and another big artist kanye who we discussed last week super in depth but we'll we last week we listened to the new album, and we were discussing it after one or two listens.
4: First impressions.
3: So now we don't we won't get as in depth as last week. But what are some of your brief follow up thoughts? And Kev, you hadn't listened to it at all. Trash.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you want to
5: start like that? Um, <laughs> that's all
1: you have to say. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it short. I, I don't like the album i don't think it's terrible it's not the worst album i've heard or anything of that
3: sort but would you is it to you is it his worst
1: album yeah (laughs) (laughs) for him for him yeah um yeah just nothing new nothing seemed original to me sounded like a lot of songs made for other people not for kanye this was almost to me like a, an insane kanye not the one we're used to which is i guess an opinion but i don't know i'm just not a fan of it all yeah there's I like mean, one or two songs maybe but
3: out of 20 that's not good i haven't even been replaying it yeah. much because it's just it does nothing for me.
0: <laughs> it's not done.
1: Yeah, it just, <laughs> he's still fixing wolves.
0: That's like exactly my, like, I have no urge to listen to it. Yeah. Ever. I mean, like, either. I have to sit down and be like, all right, let me give this another shot. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Literally, the only song that holds any weight for me is Ultralipine. Yeah. And I like that, but yeah.
1: the rest is. The chance song and it's like a chance yeah, song. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not Kanye's not the big star in the song. Kev, I
4: think you hit it on the head. But it was just a compilation of songs for a ton of other
3: artists,
1: mm-hmm. and not even good ones. It was strikes for future. future. Yeah. I don't know about <laughs> you guys, can. but
4: it's opened the floodgates for. I'm listening to a lot of other Kanye stuff, like a lot of his older albums. I don't mm-hmm. know if this album's had that effect. It's made me nostalgic and like made me reminisce on his other.
3: Also, let me bring up one question before we end the music segment. dandre who is a fr- you know, friend of most of us. Yeah. He D'Andre? said...
0: Shout out Dondre.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he said to me that he thinks we'll never get a good Kanye album ever again. And I think that's just impossible to say at this point. Plus, he's been giving us good material for over a decade. And while I hate this album, I don't think it's fair to say that
1: we'll never, ever get a good one again. I wouldn't say it's impossible. But I think it's it'll be pretty hard for us to get another. Like this dude's about to hit forty soon, and so he could start age making nothing, jazz or something. But that's a completely different genre. He's <laughs> gonna learn how to play the saxophone. Yeah, just, never know. <laughs> man. I don't see that. I I think at least from what it, to me it looks like he's more focused on like becoming. A,
3: no, I agree. He has these a lot of distractions and he yeah, has a lot a to lot. work out his breakdown is probably gonna you know it could extend for another decade he could completely lose his mind yeah we probably But need... he could still come back from that and make another album i i think to say that in the rest of his life he'll never give us another good album mm. is just impossible to yeah, make because that he decoration. was doing fashion while he made yeezus and yeah i really like yeezus yeah
4: i i also think <laughs> <laughs> i also think that First of all, I think we're gonna get another version of the album that'll be done. and will sound a lot Hopefully. better, mixing-wise and mastering-wise. But also, can like we as a society take his like bipolar illness seriously too?
1: I think that should have serious. Why Dude, I... is
4: everyone just joking around about it and like waving him off? Like, how has no one taken this yeah. seriously? And that goes back to what we talked about with Shia LaBeouf.
0: Yeah. I was yeah, I was on a I was on a like a Kanye thread board on on Reddit and. There were people with bipolar disorder that were like, "Yeah, Kanye legit has this bipolar. dude is hundred and five percent. Like he he is going like all of these things that the media has kind of framed as these ego, you know, fueled like crazy episodes. They are by the checklist manic episodes. Yeah, of people with bi- bipolar disorder." So I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I just think that it's definitely something like I studied psychology and it's like almost like straight out of the book. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff mm-hmm. that he, you know, that he's done and said and, and how somehow, he acts. Like he's he's no that. one brings that up. To yeah, him no, anymore. he's got no that brings, that even celebrity his loved ones. Just, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But to answer your question, Jack, I think I don't know if I in these current conditions, I don't think he can make another great album yeah, because right. his greatness has come out of very specific situations in his life and very right, like but specific environments.
1: We need like to like leave him or something. Right. What I'm saying it <laughs> might not
3: be in the next five years. It might not be in the next ten years but so much can happen in that time and you never know how his mind state will change or what will happen yeah. to him. So I yeah. think you can't predict that at all.
0: I want I want a whole album of only one yeah type stuff I agree like dad Kanye four or five seconds four or five seconds like
1: this was like the perfect time to do that for him too
0: I thought that's what we were gonna get for a long time and then only one would be on the album Mm -hmm. was that and he called it a gospel album right and he called it a gospel album and he was in the studio with Paul McCartney McCartney. what happened (laughs) oh my god yeah I think I
4: actually do think the next album we get from Kanye is gonna be really good I think he's a smart enough artist to know that like this wasn't his best most polished body of work and I think he's gonna focus on the next album that he does or whatever and the only thing that would prevent us from getting a good Kanye album is I really do think he's sick and he needs help because mm-hmm. it's actually a really sad narrative of like if you look th- at the trajectory of his mm-hmm. life like he's just gotten more and more frantic and I think these episodes are getting really big yeah,
3: yeah. I agree let's go into a song and we'll be right back well, way, 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 uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah.
7: Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. From the shot, like Tim, it's a hard away. So this is in the name of love, like Robert say. Before you ask me to go get a job today, can I at least get a raise on the minimum wage? And I know the government administer the A's, So I guess we just pray like the ministers say. Alu Akbar, we're throwing some hot cars. The things we seen on the screen, it's not ours. But these niggas from the hood, so these dreams not far. Where well, I'm from, the dope boys is the rock stars, but they can't come. Cop cars without seeing cop cars, I guess they want us all behind bars, I know it, uh. and I heard them say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today, and I heard them say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today, but we'll find a way, seasons and anything that happen is for a reason and niggas gone clapping and keep the squeezing and Graham keep praying and keep believing in Jesus and one day to you see him till they walk in his footsteps and try to be him. The devil is alive. I feel him breathing. Claiming money is the key. So keep on dreaming and put them lottery tickets just to tease us. My aunt Pam can't put them cigarettes down. So now my little cousin smoking them cigarettes now. His job try to claim that he too niggerish now. Is cuz his skin blacker than licorice now? I can't figure it out. I'm sticking in now. Uh, uh. And I heard him say nothing's ever promised tomorrow all the I'm nothing's, nothing's ever promised, ever promised tomorrow, today, tomorrow today, but we'll find a way.
4: West with heard him say, and we're back on group chat. Kev, back. you've got a few news in the uh, sports, sports world. You want to oh, run
0: us down? Shit.
2: Sports Sports.
1: Sports.
0: Run us through it, Kev.
1: Man, the Warriors lost. Mm-hmm. Up to five losses. Man. Five losses. Mm-hmm. I think they still got it though. Yeah, they need to go twenty-four or twenty-five and four. They can do to that. To still beat the yeah. record. They can do that. Fingers I think crossed. They got it. So, yeah. Um, there was also the NBA trade line this week, but. Trade line?
4: Oh, trade deadline. Yeah. Yeah. Trade deadline. It was, you know dead. what, though? It was, the, that was- it was the dead trade line. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually really fitting because it was very uneventful. Dead. There you go,
0: Kev.
1: <laughs> yeah, not much
4: happened, but
1: Jeff Green from, like, the Memphis to.
4: Yeah, from the Grizzlies to the, the Clippers, Clippers, Clippers for Doc need. for Lance Stevenson. Yep, which is uh reunited with Doc and they weren't really using Lance Stevenson in mm-hmm. LA anyway, so nope. this could be a good good fit. 15
1: seconds passed. Yeah.
3: <laughs> in college ball, UNC and Duke had big rivalry game, crazy game. Duke came back. Duke was ranked 20, UNC was ranked 5 and Duke came back and
0: beat them. Well, oh, Duke lost their best player right mm-hmm. yeah he lost he uh, had an ankle injury and they were like undermanned and still were able to they kept it close the whole game and they were able to they went into out. the game without said player? he got hurt i think during, during the, the game, game. like oh, early wow. in the game
3: and then in high school ball which we usually don't go into but there was something crazy that my dad actually sent me in ohio this Playoff game, the final score was 108 oh to 1. <laughs> <laughs> you oh said so this was a playoff game? Yeah. How did oh. they make it to the playoffs in the first place? It was like it, the semifinals, too. And oh, it's, uh, it was like they had beaten someone
0: before and then
3: only scored one point in this game. And th- it was like 72 to 1 at the half. So they oh. took it easy. It could have been more. Have in the second half. It yeah, was so. uh,
4: that fun fact uh, flash forward, everyone on that team is going to the NBA. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. <laughs> that means they made one free throw. <laughs> he got fouled
4: once. They
1: well. got fouled once. <laughs> it's like all right, let's let them get a point. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, but yeah, um, we don't usually get into tennis, but I saw this pretty interesting article saying that there were seven seventy-three matches flagged as suspicious. Oh, for, I saw this. They were like supposedly fixing games, and some of them. 16 i believe of the 73 were like major oh, matches wow. And, like
4: wow that's gonna really hurt
0: the sports credibility
1: Yeah, and it's crazy like we how don't how does that happen though? Yeah. Don't
0: they have all this technology where they have like the infrared lines for when the ball is out and what how do you? Fix I, that's crazy.
1: It's mind-boggling. I don't even know yeah. and like I didn't in tennis like, yeah <laughs> in tennis, like, you usually hear about like... It's oh, a very
0: skillful sport, you know? Yeah. like I can't wait like 20 years from now when we find out that a bunch of the NFL was fixed. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, you know what I mean? Because like I, I can't
1: imagine... Or this boxing fight. Or- yeah.
0: I can't imagine like the, the all of the money that's circulating in the NFL and them not wanting to have some sort of control. I can't imagine that. Also,
4: plot twist: it'll be revealed that the Patriots were actually like the cleanest <laughs> team. <I've been. laughs> Everyone else was cheating, and the Patriots were yeah. going like not going by the
1: rules. <laughs> like, well, keeping it in the little football realm, but Von Miller, Super Bowl MVP, is an unrestricted free agent.
5: Mm.
0: You better throw. Do him. you
1: think he goes, or they keep him for no, life? Nah, they'll, they'll lock him in. They have to lock him. Yeah. He
0: literally won the Super Bowl single-handedly,
1: just because of that. Yeah, what what he
4: what get... he did to that offensive line and how he pressured Cam and frazzled him. and he scored know?
0: all their points. Yeah, like he <laughs> scored all of the Broncos' points
4: <laughs> on defense. Yeah, didn't win Defensive Player of the Year though.
5: Mm.
1: <laughs> well, okay, he, he got the, the MVP. He, he's fine with that. Yeah, he's he's more than happy right now. And moving on to baseball, Mets pitcher Matt Harvey. You know. <laughs> Casually
3: <laughs> <laughs> What happened? <laughs> no, I was just going to say background That spring training
1: just started
4: Oh, oh yeah. okay, cool, cool Pitches and catches have When does the reported. season usually start? Officially, I don't know Usually about. like
1: the first few days of April Okay, cool So baseball's coming soon, soon. guys Soon But He just went to spring training on his $150,000 Maserati <laughs> <laughs> What? And That's this guy doesn't even in. He doesn't even have a big contract yet like he's getting low millions oh he's ready for it though
4: yeah that's what (laughs) his car is a statement he's
1: ready for it I was telling Jack like watch when this dude gets like 30 mil a year what is he gonna come in
0: (laughs) he needs to fire his accountant
1: (laughs) we like let him do that (laughs) but yeah that's that's about it for sports nice that's it for sports
0: thanks for for that Kev alright we'll uh, be right back after a music break
1: and
2: closing things out peace
0: group chat that was the florist only a prayer nothing more uh guys another week another episode another book club another book club <laughs> <laughs> so this week uh you know jawan decided that we all should watch jiro dreams of sushi the a yeah. documentary uh and i've actually heard really really good things about it our roommate watches it like once a week, so I'm excited to watch it, and uh, yeah. I'm excited too. I, I think it's this
4: guy's really a perfectionist. He's like an 85-year-old chef in a 10-seat, $300 plate restaurant, um, and he just devoted his life to making sushi, and obviously... Like any good documentary, it goes beyond just sushi and the ideals behind being like the best at whatever it is you do. Cool. So I think we're gonna get a lot of mixed reactions. Jack, I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I, know. I think it's a, it's
0: necessary for all of us to watch. I think it'll it'll cultivate a really good conversation. Like yeah. I'm really yeah, excited I'm really to friends. talk about. I can't wait till I'm like I don't really you know I'm not really down with the whole perfectionist thing i'm more of like a mediocrity type of guy no but it's it's an hour and a half it's on netflix anyone can
4: just go on there and watch it really cool, cool. it's really short it's really it's well shot also awesome. let's talk about it next week cool
1: sounds
0: good plug time plug time plug 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 all right jack where can we find you and what accent are you doing this week
1: go asian bro Jito. Wait. <laughs> don't do that <laughs> No, just <laughs> no accent this
0: week. Okay, no, right, switching it up. It's cool.
3: You know, can't give people of too course. much at once. Okay. Imagination Donation on IG and ID Plus NYC on Twitter.
4: Cool. Kev, so, where can people find you? you
1: can find me at same old Kev on everything. No accents today, huh? Ooh, it's your turn. I like naturally have one though. I think. Me pueden encontrar.
0: En el Twitter. He at least stuck All right, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> Softglass with one S You can find me At Juan Gonzalez
4: 27 J-O-A-N Gonzalez with a Z Two Z's on both Instagram And really? Twitter <laughs> Yeah. It's two End it with a Z Always going to sleep
7: <laughs>
4: Stay asleep Stay
3: asleep of- <laughs> Good night
0: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in guys Thank Nighty you. guys uh, thank you, everybody who hits us up on Twitter. Uh, you know, feel free to email us again.
3: One two three four group chat at gmail dot com,
0: and we'll see you next week.
5: Peace.